Okay, so basically, have you seen the Titanic or can you just imagine it going down? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the last 15 with Safe and Amin. Join us as we talk about the stock market, the economy, the latest headlines, and our daily lives recorded live during the last 15 minutes of the market and posted right after the closing bell. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Safe and Amin may retain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. I mean, what's up? What what's up with AdBlock? What do you mean? So lately, I've been going on websites, and they've been able to detect the fact that I'm using AdBlock, and they're forcing me to allow ads on their websites. Well, that's been the case for a while now. I think um, it's websites like Bloomberg, right, or like. Um... Bloomberg, CNBC, MarketWatch, you know, all our favorite websites where we seek information. They got to make money from those ads. Anyways, so I I finally just, I think I need to update my ad block. So I've given in and I've allowed CNBC to show me ads. So so let's see what comes of it. The first one, this is the first ad I've gotten, Squarespace. Simple and secure domain hosting for entrepreneurs. And selling me to start my free trial today. Have you used Squarespace before? No, I've used Wix. I think I've dabbled with Squarespace once, but I've used Wix and um, what's the other one? The blue one. Is 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 Squarespace associated with Square by any chance? No. Okay. Anyways, let's get to the markets. Uh, I mean, I don't really want to get to the markets. They're not as exciting as... Uh, one would think. What do you mean? We have so much going on. Listen to me. The Dow Jones just closed up 0.05%, just 11 points. S&P 500 uh, closed down 0.34%. And NASDAQ, the tech-heavy NASDAQ, lost about 0.7%. And what's interesting is VIX didn't move. It's only up 0.16%. It's now at 25.70%. But this is the first podcast we're recording in a couple of days. So this flat market does not speak for what has happened over the past couple of days. I mean, take us through that. Um, well, first of all, we did, re- we, we did record um, a session um, two days ago, but the file got corrupted. So apologies for that. Um, but the market's been rallying um, and it met resistance on the S&P 500. Um, we're down a percent, I believe right now. So, uh, oh, well, okay. We're down only 30% right now. So yeah, 0.34. yeah. So we're at resistance, but the, the major change is uh, the airlines. Uh, so some positive news on airlines today, American alone is up 40%. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I wanted to go through the uh, top market movers uh, on the S&P 500. Uh, from top to bottom, American Airlines up 41.25%. Uh, United Airlines up 16%. Delta Airlines up 13%. Uh, and then just going to look at NASDAQ here. Uh, American and United uh, again. And uh, to top the Dow, the Dow Jones, I mean, anyone can guess this this company. 
It's it's a beautiful company. It's a dividend aristocrat. Well, back in the day, it's a blue chip. GE. It's Boeing. Oh. Up six point four percent today. Yeah. Um. So back to what you were saying about the airlines uh, and the crazy gains. So I did not expect it to happen that quick. You know, you know, and being this aggressive, it's it's just it's just you know it's been rallying for a week, and I thought you know maybe we're you know close to the top for the month, but then another forty percent today. Um, I mean, the driver was the catalyst was some positive positive news today. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, like it's very difficult for me to to play in that space at the moment. There's so much uncertainty. I can't really tell if it's. If it's, uh, you know, everything has been priced in, but um, when you're down 80 or 90% on a stock, if you're rallying 50, 60%, it doesn't really change much because you're still, you're down, still maybe, down 40%. Yeah, you're, you're still down, uh, yeah, more than 50%. Um, yeah, so basically the rule of thumb is if a stock goes down 50%, now it needs to go up 100% for you to, to break even. If it yeah. goes down... 80% it needs to go up 160% for you just to break even. Yeah, for me for me I'm usually careful when a stock dips below 10%. Uh well well if I have a position and I'm down more than 10% because at the, because when I'm down 10% if the stock goes back another 10% or 10 points 10 and change then I'm back to break even. But if it drops more than that then the game changes and then I readjust and you take a look Absolutely. At, yeah, it it becomes a numbers game for of sure. Sorts. Uh, but I'm just looking at the uh, TSA uh, checkpoint travel numbers. N not much has changed. I don't know where they're getting this data from. So May thirtieth, two hundred sixty-eight thousand. Thirty-first, three fifty-two. June first, three fifty-three. June second, two sixty-seven. And today, June third, three hundred and four. Compare that to a year ago, 2.3 million versus 304,000. So I do understand where, where the optimism is coming from. The, the TSA numbers look flat. Yeah, but um, so what was the news? I think it was it was that 55% uh, of uh, travels is going to come back in, at some point in Q2. Was that what uh, American Airlines announced today? Well, no fucking shit. <laughs> but it hasn't come back. Right, but I mean, it's... It that's does. like saying the economy is going to recover in 10 years. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah, well... It, that's that's not actionable intelligence uh, for investing. But it's a huge difference because the forecast for, let's say, Delta was um, uh, a 90% miss. Um, not miss, sorry. 90% uh, less volumes or capacity in Q2 compared to Q2 of last year. But American is saying that they expect 45% less than, so 55% is gonna come back. So, uh, I mean, I know you're feeling a little bit sad about not getting in on this action, about not selling some delicious, delicious puts that would literally make all previous puts that you've sold look like nothing, the <laughs> amount of money that would have been printing. Right. So I'm going to make you feel a little bit better. So when you start feeling sad, when you start feeling a little bit down on yourself, just remember Warren Buffett 
sold the literal bottom <laughs> for millions of dollars of losses. And he's been sitting on the sideline in cash for this entire run-up, including today's uh, 40% run-up on American, 16% uh, run-up on Delta. I mean, if he just held, can, can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it's it's not a big difference. It's the, the airlines were a small position in his portfolio. Um, I doubt it. It was less than 5% even. I'm sure it was less than 5%. It doesn't matter. I mean, for, forget the monetary... Um, amount sure he's lost a few billions i'm sure he's not going to lose any sleep over it but just uh from a uh, strategy perspective you know he's regarded as one one of the uh best investment gurus and oracle right. source. But, so i i spoke about this before um and it hasn't changed so the way what's this do for his name no so the way buffett invests is in companies that um are predictable with steady cash flow um and with a strong moat, right? And he tries to buy them at either, you know, um, a fair value with, you know, great prospects uh, given, you know, the industry growing over time with good management. Um, but in this case, what changed is, um, uh, you know, the, the predictability, that's one thing, and then the cash flow certainty. So, uh, he, I mean, he's not breaking any rules, nothing changed in the philosophy. Um, the same way he left IBM, um, you, you could argue that IBM has been, uh, you know, the stock performed better since he sold the stock, but if it's no longer predictable, if he can't, you know, um, forecast cash flows, then you can't put a price on the business and therefore you won't buy it. And if you're not, if you're not a buyer, then you're a seller. So I was looking at Hertz today, uh, Another billionaire who took uh, quite a few losses on that name, uh, Carl Icahn. You think he's going to reinvest after Chapter 11? <laughs> um, I actually don't know what of his portfolio and um, his exposure, but uh, I mean... I, I... He owned 24.3 million Hertz shares, right? But... which is about 30% of the company. <laughs> but what about all the other positions that he has in other companies? Well, it doesn't matter for a, for a, for a stock that went from $120 to what? 78 cents today. That's a huge loss. I think, uh, $814 million. That's about a billion dollar loss. Yeah. But I mean, does he care that now he's worth 21 billion instead of 22 billion? No, that's my point. Does it really matter? And I don't think it does, but, um, officially as of today, I really don't have much except for a hundred shares of Delta. Um, and another put expiring on Friday, which is tomorrow. So, um, you know, I, I see the market going up every day and, and I wish I sold puts or bought stocks, but, um, I have no regrets. I think, uh, um, everything is hyped up at the moment. I, I, I hope I'm not wrong, but, um, I'm going to be patient. I'd rather not short or bet against the market because timing is dangerous. So I'm, I'm holding cash. You know, I did miss out on uh, the rate that I always used to talk about, SRG. Um, it rallied from eight bucks to almost 13 bucks in two days. And this was all because you were trying to uh, bottom fit. <laughs> yes, um, I was off by a few pennies.
I'm glad you admit it. You this man was trying to sell a a put, a short put, for uh, forty five cents when uh, he could have got filled at uh, forty. So anyway, uh, I'm I'm I've done the exact opposite. So I've been uh, selling short puts in uh, Virgin Galactic, hoping to uh, hop onto the recent hype surrounding space and uh, you know SpaceX's historic launch. We talked about that last week even though virgin galactic is down around four percent today those puts are still printing money off of uh, theta and uh, and volatility crush i think and uh, i've sold two more contracts today uh, of a covered call nature uh, uh, for my boeing and carnival cruise positions i looked at the carnival cruise chart and i mean if you can just pull that up so you can follow along with me that's a triple top at 19. There's no way this stock is getting past 19 on a triple top. What do you think? Um, I okay. So, in a steady environment, I would agree. But I would throw all the technical analysis, you know, <laughs> out the window on this one. Didn't you just send me a message yesterday asking me to do TA on SRG? Yes. And didn't it work out beautifully when I told you if $10 holds is going to the moon and, and it closed at exactly $10 yesterday? Yep. But if there is more positive news tomorrow, then it, it should break from here. Uh, you think uh, the, the cruises that will break out from here? That's totally understandable. I get where you're coming from. But a lot of people have bought in at much lower levels. No, I'm saying if there's, if there's, be expecting to take if there's more catalyst the and there's better news, more news to come. And it can shoot off here and we'll okay. never see 19s again anytime soon. That, that's totally possible. That's obviously a risk you take when you sell um, covered calls that your shares will be called away. But as we see day after day, when we think the market is very green and it's the end of everything, suddenly it's uh, down 3 4%. Right. I mean, just especially tomorrow being a Friday. Yeah. I mean, just today we saw, you know, the market try to, I think at one point it was below 1%, but uh, I mean. So the other covered call I sold was on Boeing. Uh, this one was uh, for an August expiry at, get this people, $350 per share. Boeing's currently trading around 185, 186. I mean, do we see 350 for Boeing in August? Oh. Even if the MAX is recertified, the MAX is airborne again, uh, is travel going to return to such an extent that the airlines are going to start accepting deliveries? Because the way I understand it, Boeing gets the bulk of the payment for those aircrafts upon delivery. No. So do you, do you think we see 350? Sadly. Because. So why aren't you selling short calls for 350 at that level? <laughs> because I'm collecting nothing. Um, it's $75. And you're saying it's almost 0% likely that it ends up at 350 in yeah, August. But, it's $75. Right, but contract. for $75, how much money do I have on the line? 35000 yeah. <laughs> But it's literally 0, 0% chance of it. Well, it can't be zero. It's very low. It's... It's less than 1%. Yeah, I know. I, I'm okay. I, I'd rather, you know, buy one less item a month and, and save that 75 bucks. Uh, I, I... How about this then? 
sell the three hundred? You know Will Boeing be at three hundred? No. Like, so, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna that. make. You can collect a hefty no, premium on the three. Right now, we're just going back and forth, and it sounds silly. But here's the thing, right? Um, uh, let's say we have a vaccine. Everything goes back to normal. Um, you know, people are flying again. Uh, we're back to almost capacity. Um, you got to keep in mind that you know these airlines are in a much worse situation than they were previously from a business standpoint. You know, they have more debt on hand. You know, they th there's more liabilities. Even if they have the same revenue stream, you still have more liabilities. So your um, your uh, uh, operational expense. Um, is is you know for the same revenue you have more you have more expenses and uh, more liabilities and you, 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 the situation is much much worse than it was last year so even if everything comes back to normal um the businesses are not going to be in the same position they're going to be in a worse position and it's going to take a lo very long time for them to be back to normal so that's the thing i have in mind so do you think that retail investors are creating their own bubble by piling into all these stocks just because they're below their all-time highs and eventually everyone's going to get burned and burned very badly? Look, American Airlines is 16 bucks down from 50. Sure, why not? But it could also go bankrupt. Yeah, but it's down from it's down from 50. Right? It but what if American Airlines declares Chapter 11 tomorrow? I know it's going to take a couple of years to get everything sorted, and shareholders may not get burned no. in the end. But I don't no, see the stock look, uh, maintaining They've already levels. went to the debt markets, and they raised debt, and it was successful. So, you know, the, the engine is running. Um, it's not perfect. It's not smooth, but it, it, it's okay. Um, is there that risk of it going bankrupt? Yes. That's why you're getting all these, you know, insane returns to be rewarded for the, the risk you're taking. But if American Airlines is at 50 bucks tomorrow, then I'm like, okay, there's something wrong with this market. And I, I would be, you know, very tempted to short because there's no way that we can catch up to those levels. Uh, guys, I would definitely uh, trust uh, Emian's insight. Uh, we went over his uh, year-to-date returns uh, in this environment. I don't know if he's uh, willing to share them on the podcast, but let's just say they were above 50%. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, at uh, which price would you will be willing to own American now that it's at 16? Uh, there is no price. There is no price. It's, it's, about, um, it's about how the story changes, right? If in a week or two from now we're, you know, we have more information, we know that they're going to do much, much better because of one, two, three. We, we see that, you know, um, you know what? Um, Maybe I'll wait till Q2 earnings. So that's going to be two months from now. Well, it seems like a lot of uh, hedge fund managers are bracing for a second stock market plunge. Uh, they agree with us completely. Uh, they're saying the, uh, the stock market prices uh, do not reflect the economic problems ahead, you know, the job losses. And uh, they're actually buying a lot of puts. Yeah long puts you see here's the thing right like we've done relatively well um handling this market downturn selling puts with me who's we? myself and you well i know i know for i know oh, for sure please. i did um yeah my returns you know were relatively high but could i have doubled or tripled that return yes but we're taking 
But you always no, could have no. doubled or tripled that return. I, I mean, just look at stock ticker GNUS, genius. <laughs> right, but I, but I mean, crazy. for the same information that we had and you, for the same stocks and, you know, selling the short price strategy, you could have made a lot more money, but you're taking significant amount of risk, more risk. And uh, like for me right now, I, you know, I see a, a lot of every day I just open the market and things are doing very well. I'm like, okay, maybe I should have bought something, but no, I, I'll wait because I know in a few months from now, there'll be a better opportunity to buy something. And if I, if I miss out or another 10%, who cares? That's fair enough. And how many people do you think are following these volatile markets on an hour by hour basis? Because <laughs> uh, every hour I check, uh, the airlines are up another 10% over the previous hour. So I'm guessing a lot of people are going to be pleasantly surprised when they log into their broker's account tonight after work, after the market is closed. Maybe they don't have access to uh, after hours uh, trading. And uh, they're going to see they're up uh, 20, 25% in maybe a day, a couple days, and they're going to want to sell tomorrow. So I'm putting this out there. I think tomorrow is going to be a very bad day for airlines, a very mm, red day. Yeah, well, you know, if you're in, yeah, I wouldn't be concerned about the individual investors, you know, driving the stock down. It's, uh, it would be the, uh, the major funds. Um, you know, I, I don't think the major funds are playing. They're a lot like you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I would agree that the, the, the big funds uh, probably are not in the airlines. You could actually fact check that um, yeah, based on, you know, the Q1. Uh... Who has time for anyway, fact checking? But, but when when the stock goes up 60% in a couple of days, people Yeah, but profits, the 40% that we saw today is, is there's, there's been a, um, a lot of money dumped today in the market. And I, the only... I see that coming from hedge funds. There's no way in individual investors um, cause a 40% rally in the stock. I don't think so. It could be, but I don't think so. I didn't even have a time uh, to check jobless claims today. Were, were they in line? Uh, no, I didn't check the exact number, but they were slightly above um, the expectation. Okay, so basically, have you seen the Titanic or can you just imagine it going down? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we are, we are like around the mid-deck running towards the bow as it's slowly, you know, going up and up and up. And we're just waiting for the perfect moment to jump into the water. And the longer we wait, the higher above the water will be and the more it's going to hurt i mean unemployment is an all-time high there, there's obviously a commercial real estate bubble we've talked about that a lot a lot of businesses are now at risk of going bankrupt especially now that the first round of uh, ppp is over uh, the united states in itself is literally on the brink of civil <laughs> war people have conveniently forgot that covid19 still exists and there's no vaccine uh, and uh, the rest of the world is not really uh, too bright. So uh, what do you think? Uh, Q2 earnings? Is that when we see this uh, ship go on? Yeah, this, it's an interesting experiment from, 
you know, the COVID-19 perspective, because let's say um, there's all these protests and whatnot. Um, well, first of all, what percent of the population is actually um, on the streets rioting? Well, I'm convinced if a lot of these people had their jobs to go back to tomorrow, they would not. Yeah, be on but the I doubt it's one, it's more than one percent of the population on the streets. I mean, but I honestly don't. When you see all these videos, it's usually a street or two where people are, you know, gathering. But anyways, it's still a significant amount. Um, it's going to be an experiment to see what happens. Um, if in three weeks from now we don't see um, a significant spike. Uh, in cases, then we're actually, the, that's a very positive sign. Um, and, you know, um, the economy might be more comfortable opening up uh, sooner in uh, phase two and phase three. But if it gets much worse, then, you know, obviously we're troubled. But um, I, I'm interested to know about, uh, I mean, every week we, we look at the jobless claims number, but that's the current one for the week, right? Um, be curious to know what the total unemployment rate is right now because continuing yeah. continuing yeah because i doubt claims? it's uh we're at 45 million now uh some people may have gotten their jobs well they did get their jobs back so i that number should be somewhere between 20 and 30 million at this point uh just trying to think what's the quickest way to I get that number it. Okay, you can go you go ahead and do that. I'm pulling up another very exciting story about some Italian dude who lost his entire life savings on <laughs> coffee. I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> Did you lose your entire life savings but no, something else? But I may have gotten close. <laughs> I mean but uh, you know, when it when it comes to trading or investing, stupid trades like these, you can laugh at them. Everyone is aware of the kind of risk that they're taking and how it could possibly end. It's all for good humor. After all, like we always say, it's just right. But on it's the just screen, funny. Right? That he's Italian. He bet on like the sketchiest <laughs> Chinese company and lost all his money. <laughs> I know. I always wonder, like people outside of North America who trade these uh, on these North American exchanges. Like, what are they thinking? Where do they get their DD from? Yeah, I don't know. Probably read it. Were you able to confirm those jobless numbers? Um, so people, okay. So Let's people Google collecting unemployment benefits, right? So since March, um, the number was about 3 million. It kept rising to about 22 million. So that was the peak 22 and change, but now it dropped a little bit just below 20 around 18 to 19 million. So these are people who are collecting unemployment benefits right now. Yeah. That's not as bad yeah. as I was expecting. So actually. the peak, the peak. Was 23. So it is. Bright. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's dropping out. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's dropping. It's flat, even though like we're getting, you know, every week we're getting another 2 million, but some people are getting the jobs back. Right. So some people apply and others get their job back. And at this point, it looks like it's balanced. Uh, we'll have to see how june looks so what is dropping like a falling knife right now down about 15 percent our slack shares uh down more than 15 percent after uh reporting uh earnings that's not something i expected no slack, but man. um you see um microsoft uh, have you used microsoft teams before 
so it's a new product that's you know yes. you could argue that it's uh, has some competition with Slack. Um, it's relatively doesn't Microsoft no. own Slack? No. Well, did they not buy Slack? Uh, Chamath is an investor buy? in Slack. Pre IPO, yeah. Father happy to you. Ooh, you think he's having a good day right well, now? Well, I don't think he's concerned about um, how Slack did in one quarter. Yeah, you're right. It is probably Hapatia. I mean, he's probably the biggest investor in all these random startups. Right. And his investment in space was also pre-IPO. So either way, what you're saying is he's green. I wouldn't be concerned (laughs) about his returns. Um, You know, worst case, instead of making $3 billion, he's he's making $2.8. So. I've always wanted to look into this. How much money do you need to invest to, to be offered uh, the opportunity to invest in? So in the United States, um, your net worth has to be one million dollars or have more than two hundred fifty thousand or or make more than more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Uh, that, it's one or the other. Um, or both? I'm pretty sure it's one or the other. Could be both. But uh, nice. So it's totally possible. Uh, yes, um, that's in the United States. And that qualifies you to become an accredited investor. That's what they call it. And you can go make these crazy bets. So you can invest, uh, you can become an angel investor. You can go invest in a startup and whatnot. And um, yeah, you have more access to um, high risk investments with high returns. Basically, guys, to sum up, you need to have fun. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, um, to, if you're uh, rich um, and you have a lot of money, uh, I wouldn't be concerned about running out of ideas of how to invest your money to make even more money. That's that's a poor person problem. But a lot of a lot of these uh, venture capitalists, unlike us, are comfortable with starting in the deep, deep red at the offset of their investment. And then, you know, reaping the fruits and the benefits further down the line. But I find, you know, people uh, not with who don't have a lot of capital aren't as comfortable going yeah. into the deep red or even the shallow red. Uh, they bottom fish a lot, especially when it comes yeah. to option contracts. And uh, they just miss out on opportunities uh, out of greed, basically. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's but, just I human mean, nature. An- but, uh, another thing to keep in mind, yeah. though, that, you know, if you're making an investment in a private company that's not public, right? That's not publicly traded. You're not getting a price quote every day. Um, yes, the value of the the startup or the company could go down, but it's not like it's, you know, you miss, you miss one earnings report and then everybody freaks out. Well, they don't have, they don't have to, they don't have to play by the same rules. Right. I mean, but, but you can call up the CEO and be like, yeah, what are you expecting your earnings to be like this quarter? Right. And, uh, how but much if, you're, if you if you raised, the, you know, let's say a Series C round and you haven't raised any money for two years, then you're technically valued at the same valuation for two years and, until you raise a Series D. And then it could be perhaps, you know, at a 2x markup or a 3x markup. So. So. I know a lot of people are going to be looking for work uh, in this new environment. You know, they may not be going back to their old jobs. 
So, uh, have you ever been asked in an interview the uh, <laughs> "Tell me about yes. yourself" question? So apparently, that question yes. is, is not popular <laughs> anymore. So the question, the question that that's that's being asked now, is, "What have you been working on?" So I'm interested to, to hear how well, you would answer that question. I know how Sammy would answer it. He would say he's been sent, spending a couple of weeks trying to program a Tetris so, game. But uh, how, how would you answer? So what I laughed. I laughed because um, the last interview that I had, um, they had a series of questions, you know, on a piece of paper that we're going to go through. Uh, they were like, "Okay, so you know, I know your name, you know." I have your resume. Let's go through these series of questions. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, how about I tell you about myself first? She's like, no. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. You didn't get the job, did you? I did not. Uh, you but she was like, no, 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 let's just stick to these questions. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no one's then five minutes in, I think anymore. it was 10 minutes in, um, she was like, um, um, I think we've made a mistake. <laughs> made a mistake. We're interviewing interviewing for the wrong position. But how about this position? <laughs> and it was well, it was a position that I had position. done no homework on. But uh, anyway, it was a really awkward interview. I didn't get the job. It wasn't a very exciting position anyway. So, do you think people are now hosting yes, uh, virtual interviews? Don't you think it's more likely for someone to get hired through a virtual yes, interview I than do. an in-person interview? You're a lot more comfortable in your underwear. Yeah. No one's going to ask you to tilt the camera down and, and show your full outfit, right. you know? Well, I really hope this uh, this audio track doesn't get corrupted today. Guys, last15pod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll try and get you another episode tomorrow. If not, care, we'll talk bye. to you guys next week.